Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. (laughs) I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. More than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein. Here's your host, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to everyone out there. Hopefully uh, you're on your way to your tea time right now because if you have uh, anything afternoon, well, you're going to need lots of water, cold towels, probably riding in a cart and something for shade, a lot of suntan, uh, suntan or sunscreen. Well, my recommendation is that you play a golf course with a lot of trees and you hit your driveway, uh, driver sideways. Driver sideways. I got that down. Yeah. And so you'll stay in the shed. You'll stay cool. Uh, it's very. No. It, it can be tough out there. Uh, lots of water. If you take a, a a towel, put it in cold water. Yes. Put it on the back of your neck. Yep. That really does help. But uh, try and get out in the morning, uh, or late. You know, late in the day. When things start to cool down, five o'clock, it's as hot as can possibly be. Yeah. But uh, about six or seven, go out and uh, play a quick nine, play a couple holes. Yeah, you can if you get out six forty-five ish, depending on how. Oh God, uh, who gets up that early? No, no, no. In oh, the, in evening, the evening. All right. Play a quick nine. Hopefully, it's starting to cool down. Problem is, is uh, the daylight shrinking here late in August. Right. Or the middle of August, as opposed to the middle of June. So. Yeah, I can't get up early enough to play like before the heat comes that's true i'm it, looking probably a monday early like 6 45 is what i'm looking at God. i will i will probably pass on saturday and sunday got other things to do well it's going to be 102 right yeah that's a little steamy for me yeah it's steamy for everyone i I'm pretty good around 75 to 85, and then after that. Yeah, once you start getting into 90, yeah, that's where I'm going to, you know. 
Although my Uh-oh. body feels, you know, I go to the golf course and I well, say, oh, I got to warm up. Hey, uh, no. I'm ready. No. Plus the air is thin. You can get a little extra, one, get a little extra run in the afternoon as the fairways dry out. Yep. Air's thinner. You can get a little, maybe a, a couple more percent out of it. So, uh, but just please, please be careful if you are going out in the heat. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Uh, wait for the uh, leaded beverages until the 19th hole. Not good yeah. out there. Beer is not hydration. No, no. So lots of water, little snack, give yourself some fuel, and uh, and hopefully you can go low. But I, I do understand that vodka has a very good effect. Beer <laughs> is not a good idea. Vodka is much better. Oh, my goodness. We got a lot to get to today. The Golf is all over the place right now. We had an unbelievable finish to the PGA Championship last week, uh, the first major of the year. Colin Morikawa at age 23 gets his first major. And uh, now all of the is he the next Tiger questions are coming. Unfair, but, you know, they're coming nonetheless. But is he the closest thing to potentially a tiger that we've seen with all of these youngsters, the Justin Thomases, the the Jordan Spieths, all of those guys that have come along. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, I would say no. No, but there's some interesting it's stats. Different. It's, I, I will it's explain the difference. very different. Yep. We'll talk about that. Uh, last week, of course, uh, Harold was out there, watched a lot of the uh, Winco Foods Portland Open out at uh, Pumpkin Ridge. Golf course uh, might have won the week. Winning score only 11 under after uh, the last few years. They've been up and around 20 under. So uh, can, great job out there with the staff at Pumpkin Ridge to to get that into championship level. Uh, Lee Hodges getting his uh, first Corn Ferry Tour victory and putting him uh, in contention, likely going to get a tour card here whenever they are able to award him. The women, uh, Danielle Kang is tearing up the LPGA Tour with back-to-back wins. They have their first major uh, go, or, or they're getting ready for their first major next week. They're over across the pond. The U.S. Amateur is out at Bandon. Uh, it's been on TV. Bandon Dunes on television is unbelievable. Talk about a golf course winning. Oh, well, Bandon's yeah. killing these guys. It's just <laughs> killing them. A massively unfortunate mistake by a local caddy costs a a kid an opportunity to move on. We'll discuss that as well. We do have a a guest today from right here in our own backyard down in the Lake Grove. Diana Del Garbino is uh, an owner and a a professional personal trainer, TPI certified at uh, My Muscles in Motion. So she will join us talking about, we've seen it a lot now, golf-specific fitness um, it started with, you know, Tiger Woods just working out and treating golf more athletically. Mm-hmm. Now we see everybody coming on to the tour is, for the most part, as fit as can be, at least on, you know, we see all these young guys. You look at a Colin Morikawa, these guys coming out that are just lean, fit. And now the fitness has gone into a more golf-specific uh, with the exercises, with strength training, very much designed for the mechanics of, of a golf swing. Yeah, absolutely. Things have changed so much. And I think Tiger Woods did change that. Uh, you know, before that, it was um, who? Jack LaLanne? No, it was, well, it was Gary Player. <laughs> Gary Player, of course. But uh, yeah, you went from the pudgy Jack Nicholas to the lean Tiger Woods. It was quite a jump. 
And uh, Diana is going to talk about physical fitness now out in the tour. Guys are taking this seriously. They are not the same throw back a bunch of beers and go out and play golf. No. Professionals you saw in the the 40s, 50s, and, and 60s. These guys are athletes. I was on the range yesterday talking with uh, <clears throat> a friend, and I said there was a time when athletes didn't play golf. And not to say those players weren't athletic. They were. Right. But now athletes have taken yeah. up golf, and it is a whole new uh whole new experience now and you're seeing it in their performance yeah. and what they're doing to the game they're turning golf courses into pitch and putt uh, courses no question so plenty to get to here in the next hour glad you're with us let's get started as we always do by going inside the ropes it's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards the latest on all tours plus local golf events and golf news this is inside the ropes part of golf in the northwest uh, we'll start down at Bandon Dunes. The U.S. Amateur has reached the semifinal stage, and it's four 20-something college, top collegiate golfers uh, that will face off. The first match starts at 3 p.m. Tyler Strafacci uh, from, I think he's at Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech, and then Amon Gupta who's another, uh, the latest in the line of the Oklahoma State guys there in the first semifinal. Matthew Sharpstein, uh, I believe who's at Alabama, Bama uh, yeah. taking on Charles Osborne out of Reno. Uh, they're the second match. Uh, and so it's been, if you've watched any of the coverage, uh, you know, first of all, if you've always wondered, maybe haven't had the opportunity to see what Bandon is all about. If that doesn't uh, get you to start saving your nickels and, and plan and save for your golf, you know, golf adventure, I don't know what does. Yeah. And they've had some pretty good deals for Oregon residents. Yep. So, so give them a call and see what's happening there. Um, Ali Osborne, who uh, is, in, I guess they call him Charles here. but Charles is as officially goes by Ali. Yeah, he cannot stand Bannon. He was really very vocal about <laughs> not, not liking Bannon Dunes. And he said, don't, don't waste your money. Don't come down here. Well, that's after shooting a 77. <laughs> so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, he's now, if he wins the thing, he's going to love Bandon Dunes. But yeah. it, uh, it's link style golf. It takes a little bit uh, getting used to. Uh, a lot of these college players are used to playing uh, between the trees. Yep. And uh, guess what? You don't have trees out there at Bandon. Well, you have. You know, yeah, one gorse. or two. Yeah, you've got a lot of gorse, a lot of hay, a lot, a lot of, place, of fescue. Yeah, and a lot of wind. And yep. it can, it's been uh, sustained at about 15, goes up to 25. And you can putt from 100 yards at Bannon Dunes if you so choose. Uh, I don't recommend it. Well, uh, Phil, Phil would could. say otherwise. But yeah. Phil's not afraid to pull out the Texas wedge in the middle of the fairway. Well, you have to learn how to keep the ball on the ground around yes. Bandit Dunes because if you get it airborne and the ball gets uh, caught in the wind. It's going it's, sideways. Yeah, absolutely. It's long, short, whatever. Uh, Bandit Dunes is a great golf course, fun to play. Gupta was – it's interesting that he didn't get in. He uh, And someone uh, – I guess the number two player, Ricky uh, Castillo – 
couldn't play for whatever reason. Uh, he withdrew and Gupta got in, and now he's making the most of it being in the uh, semifinal. No question. We'll have more from the U.S. Amateur uh, coming up a little bit later. Uh, major on the uh, Champions Tour, it is the uh, Bridgestone Senior Players Championship uh, out at Firestone, the South Course at Akron, Ohio. Only one player in red numbers, Jerry Kelly's two under. Everybody else is over par. Robert Carlson, Colin Montgomery, Steve Stricker, Rod Pampling, among those at uh, plus one. Miguel Anil Jimenez, Mike Weir at plus two. So uh, uh, you always like to see that, especially the way on the Champions Tour, they kind of cater to these guys. And um, Yeah, they're you know, not babying them this no, week. No, it's a major. You're out there at Firestone. That golf course has a big reputation, and uh, so you're going to have to earn it there. Well, I've played it. Firestone's difficult. Yeah. I can tell you, I played it uh, back in the uh, late 60s. That's the south course. Before they built the uh, the north and the west, mm-hmm. uh, I played the south course. And it is like playing in a bowling alley. Uh, I did not break 80, but I did break 90. There you go. <laughs> it was about mid-80s. <laughs> it was a very difficult golf course. Uh, you got to hit it straight. The trees have grown up a bit since then. I guess that was uh, 40, 50 years ago. Um and they are really tight to the fairway. So this is what the problem is. If you can't hit a fairway out there and they've grown the rough up, uh, you've got to figure out how to carve a shot into the green, possibly get it up close uh, and get up and down. And that's why there's only one guy or two guys that are under par here. So we'll see uh, Jerry Kelly. He's still uh, among the distance leaders on that champions tour. And if he can, keep it in the fairway that should uh, help him the women are across the pond it is the Aberdeen Scottish Open and um, they're playing uh, the Renaissance Club Afahara Munoz at seven under par looking for her first win in almost a decade Stacy Lewis at minus six one back Jennifer Song there Lydia Ko trying to bounce back for giving away uh, the marathon last week to Danielle Kang she is at four under a 467 today Speaking of Danielle Kang, two under in contention again, back-to-back wins from their restart, two wins in Ohio. Uh, She's number one uh, on the points list, and uh, we might talk about a little bit more about her. Read some interesting things. She's working with Butch Harmon right now. Right. A chance during the uh, the shutdown for them to, to focus, one, on, you know, aspects of her, you know, playing game but more on the mental aspect of going for it and and the confidence factor rather than you know she's one of those that it starts going south and she just beats herself up and can't get out of it well what butch is working with her on is how to play a golf course and how to play these different golf courses. so you will often hear tour players say well that golf course doesn't fit my game well then why play it Mm-hmm. And and so they don't. Uh, Butch is teaching her how to manage herself better on the golf course, which is critical at this age uh, or this time in her career if she wants to, and she has risen to the top. I think she's only number two yet because uh, number one hasn't played. Yeah, they, haven't, young, they uh, haven't, played haven't played much, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's teaching her how to manage herself and and the golf course and how to play these different golf courses. Uh, you have a lot of different grasses and things like that. Those are things that at a certain level you're not concerned about really making any big swing changes. 
You're just trying to manage what you have. Yep. Uh, Corn Ferry Tour starting its finals uh, at one of its original uh, stops, Boise, Idaho, Hillcrest Country Club, uh, the Albertsons Boise Open. Stephen Yeager, he of uh, shooting 59 on tour, is tied with Brad Hopfinger at 13 under par. Charlie Saxon, who was in contention last week at Pumpin Ridge, is 12 under. Uh, good to see Dylan Wu, uh, the Medford native. He is at 10 under par, bouncing back after missing the cut there. Uh, Will Zalatoris at 9 under. Davis Riley at 10 under. So you're seeing uh, the guys, a lot of the guys at the top of the points list there in contention. Should be fun, and they make a lot of birdies at Hillcrest. It's uh, it's very different from, from Pumpkin Ridge. We'll pick it up when we come back. Uh, the PGA Tour, last chance for guys to make the field of 125 for the FedEx Cup playoffs. They're in Greensboro at Sedgefield Country Club for the Wyndham Championships. Webb Simpson, Siwoo Kim right now in the lead. They had to push up the tee time so they're in the middle of the third round as they're expecting uh, inclement weather this afternoon we'll get you caught up there colin morikawa winning his first major at age 23 in just his second major start uh we'll pick up there when we come back it's golf in the northwest on 1080 the fan 817 here this morning jason and harold with you Getting ready for a big golfing weekend. So much going on. We've pretty much had to extend uh, inside the ropes here to, to two segments. There's so much to get to. Uh, we'll pick up with the PGA Tour. The Wyndham Championship, so the last uh, regular season event, uh, even though this season's uh, been thrown into chaos with, with COVID, but uh, they are at Sedgefield. Uh, Country Club in Greensboro, North Carolina for the Wyndham Championship. Uh, A lot of the uh, top players uh, who are already in the FedEx Cup playoff field next week sitting this one out. Webb Simpson, though, is your leader. Tied with Siwoo Kim at 13 under par. Webb uh, coming in third in the FedEx Cup rankings. But for Siwoo Kim, who was on the uh, 120, near the 125 uh, cutoff, uh, boy, even just a top five finish, you always want to put yourself in contention and go for the win. But... Uh, feeling much better. He came in 121st and right now projected as 30th. And that would uh, help him maybe even get to the uh, the two championship round. My microphone was there. We go. Who's in charge I of the button? Is Will. that that Will? Uh-huh. Will, are you still awake over there? No, I'm dead. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so some of my best stuff was not uh, on the air here. So I, not, I can't repeat. You mean <laughs> swearing constantly? I, I was just talking about like the secret sailor. of golf swing. Well, and, like Justin Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Giving out advice on how to pick up girls at uh, golf bars, uh, at yeah, uh, players room bars. Yeah, you don't want to do that because most of them are old enough to be your mom. So anyway. You know I'm not into that. Yeah. Anyway, we're looking at uh, 125 being a cutoff. Uh, Char- uh, Charles Schwartzel. Uh, just kind of bumped himself up to 125. He was at 127 when we started, so there's a lot of movement around there. Kim has definitely jumped up. I watched him play yesterday. He of the very slow and methodical golf swing, but he hits it tight, Uh, and this kid can play. Um, But now we're looking at some of your favorites who may not make it, like uh, Sergio Garcia, uh, is at 134, and he better um, 
He better get his stuff yeah. together. Well, the the one that I think everybody's rooting for, we we documented, you know, Scott Harrington being a, a Portland native and last year his quest on the Corn Ferry Tour, and he finally got his PGA Tour card after years and years. Well, there is a similar story. Rob Oppenheim is that guy. 18 years he's been a pro, and he's either had to go to Q School or the Corn Ferry Tour Finals every year. Uh, he starts 145 on the uh, points list. Right now, he is tied for fourth at 12 under par, which would get him to 121. Uh, and uh, just one of those guys who just loves the game, keeps grinding. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of guys, obviously, they're worried about themselves, but they would love to see Rob Oppenheim uh, next week at TPC Boston uh, in the first round of the Northern Trust Open. You know, it's interesting that uh, we just started the season, and now they're just ending the season. Yeah. So here you are <clears throat> with a lot of players trying to get into the uh, not just the top 25. They want to get into the top 30, uh, which is really quite a, uh, a a jump. You take players like Justin Rose, who you would expect to be up there. He's at 100, 103 right now. Uh, he better play good this week. They, If you want to win the $15 million at, yeah. at Eastlake, you got to be in that top 30, but you've got a chance to win it. Um, take Ricky Fowler, who's been up and down all season at 83. Uh, Ricky's got to get his stuff together to, to make it uh, into that top 30. Uh, you know, there are some players who may drop out of that top 30, and I'm thinking of uh, Brooks Kepka right now, who, who, you know, last week was just such a uh, – he fell right off of yeah. the face of the earth shooting 74 in the final round. Um he doesn't seem too concerned, but I would say that his body's hurting, and I, I have a feeling not only is he tired, but his left knee is really giving him fits well, and his hip. He consistently says it's not his knee that he had arthroscopic surgery on earlier, that it's his hip, and he's being evasive about it. And and I think this is one of the things we'll talk to Diana uh, Del Garbino coming up a little bit um, with the fitness guys, some of those guys that look more like uh, starting safeties on a college football team than mm -hmm. necessarily, you know, the leaner guys, the Colin Morikawa's and the Justin Thomas's and the Jordan Spieth's that are slim and trim and fit. But some of the guys that, that have bulked up, even a Bryson DeChambeau, uh, what sort of torque and stress that, that puts on the body uh, Tiger got this when he started really getting yoked up at one point in his career, up in his shoulders and his chest. Yeah. Uh, if it's disproportionate, if your lower frame can't handle uh, the the strength and the torque that the upper body puts on it with that swing, what you have to be conscious of, I, I think that's a real thing. Oh, I, th I absolutely think it's a real thing, and it's an issue that I've dealt with in my swing when I was working with a trainer earlier this season is that uh, – uh, I felt as if um, my legs weren't working well enough or too quickly. Uh, and they, as uh, um, Blaine told me, uh, I just wasn't stable. And you have to be stable in your lower body for that upper body strength to, uh, to work for you in the golf swing. Uh, Diana's going to fill us in yep. a lot more on that. Uh, but I'm concerned about... Uh, the way Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka finished out last week, uh, Dustin Johnson had a different look in his face going into it. Uh, he, I think he's 0 for 4 now with a 54-hole lead in a major. And 
it looked like he was really on a mission and you know that that may have been a little out of character for him uh and may have made him a bit more uh, a bit tighter he didn't seem to have his swagger going playing forward and then you take a player like uh Colin Marikawa who yeah. you don't expect to do anything and and he's the shortest hitter on the tour or one of them uh but well that's a relative statement he's still he's hitting his average is 297 yeah exactly that's good but it it's can all hit relative it far enough. well and when he had to drive the 16th what was that? What was that playing? Two hundred eighty-four yards. That short par four or something. Two ninety-four. Yeah. So, but my point being is that you, this course was set up for bombers, and a bomber didn't win it. Yeah. And the guy who was number one in a, uh, in greens and regulation, and uh, what his putting average, he was uh, the highest in strokes gained putting, and there was one other category. Uh, oh, yeah, it's driving accuracy. Yeah. So if you're in the fairway, you can hit a green. It makes it a lot easier to do it. And so a short knocker hit it, he won. Perfect. And and I kudos to uh, the uh, ground, the superintendent's crew at TPC Harding Park. Um, the story of that golf course, uh, what it went through, all the people that came in to revive it and put it in position to host a major championship. I thought it held up. It was gorgeous on TV. Uh, and you like to see a course like that where it's not the longest in the world. It's plenty long where yeah. it needs to be long. Um, a good combination of holes. There were holes that you were scrambling, trying to make par on. And then there were other ones where you like, all right, I got to score here. I think that's what you want to see. If you don't hit it in the fairway, you are in trouble. We saw the top players in the world making doubles and triples. If they went for it and didn't put it in the fairway, they were hooped. Yeah. And you're scrambling to make bogey. I think that's what you want to see. Hopefully, golf is headed back that direction where, yes, we want to see the best players in the world get a true test. Part of that is distance and length. Uh, but the other part of it is accuracy. Let that rough grow. Uh, narrow the fairways a little bit, and accuracy still has to be part of the formula to win at the highest level. Well, I, I would agree. Uh, this is one way you avoid changing equipment in the golf ball, for instance. Uh, and I like to see players rewarded for having uh, all the skills, not just the ability to hit the ball far. And Colin Morikawa has very all quickly is demonstrating he has all the skills Third win in his 27th start. First win in his second major start. He's only missed one cut. He's got as many major wins as he has missed cuts. Yes. Now, uh, that's unbelievable. It's a Tiger-esque start to his career. Except he's a Tiger came out and he was athletic and hit the ball a mile. Well, uh, Colin's Colin, athletic. He's 5'9", a buck 60. But, yeah, but um, he doesn't hit the ball a mile. But I think mentally... Mentally, he might have the same sort of, of psyche and approach uh, that Tiger did. A lot of the players now are really mentally prepared to play, and I think the Corn Ferry Tour has done a lot to make players tougher. Well, so he skipped. You, he didn't even go to the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah, no, I'm talking about oh, yeah. players in general. Uh, no, this kid is, is... He got a sponsor's is, exemption, right. uh, got a fourth place in one of his first starts, got temporary status, wins the Barracuda uh, the opposite week of the, I can't remember if it was the U.S. Open or the PGA or the British, 
uh, out there in Reno. All of a sudden, eight starts in. He's got a two-year exemption, and now uh, he's won twice. Probably should have or won three times this year. Probably should have won the Colonial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but he seems whatever growing pains, his ability to process, apply, and advance seems to be faster than a lot of these young studs we're seeing coming up. Well, no, I. You know, he may be special, and, and I think he is, but I think you're seeing that across the board. I th- um, you're seeing every player is athletically uh, better than they used to be and mentally prepared to play. And my point was that playing, uh, whether you're playing Latino America, McKenzie Tour, Corn Ferry Tour, you have to, uh, you got to go out and play. And you can't fool around. You can't, you can't think around out there. You've got to flat bring it. And that has so much to do with the mental approach to the game. Um, that's where uh, Lydia Ko struggled last week. Where And she's much stronger mentally. Butch has helped her there. But still, on the 18th hole, she makes double to yeah. lose. Uh, that's unfortunate. And you wonder how that's going to affect her com- going forward. Uh, evidently hasn't hurt her much because she's she's no, playing she's right well. back in contention yeah. three off the lead going into the final round in Scotland. So you just got to lick your wounds and move forward. So we always say to players uh, and and to students, you got to have a short, a very short memory. Yep. Uh, and understand and accept your failures and move on. Your worst shot could be followed by your best shot, and. If you think that your worst shot's going to be followed by another bad one, then you're really in trouble. So the potential, the possibility of anything happening at any one time on that golf course uh, is is possible. You've got to be there and accept that, and that's the way you accept success. If you're afraid of failure, you'll be afraid of success. No, no question. We'll get more uh, back into that coming up in the business of golf. But coming up next, Diana Del Garbino uh, is the, the owner and uh, certified golf instructor for Muscles in Motion down in Lake Oswego. She will join us uh, for our tip segment as we make the turn. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Bluestein. It's time to Ask the Pro on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. 8.32 here this morning. Jason and Harold with you following us. It'll be Center and Saint. And then coming up this afternoon, uh, 3.30, a little Major League Baseball for you. The uh, Red Sox and Yankees renew their rivalry. So that's the lineup uh, here. On Fan, of course, uh, 1130 Blazers uh, and uh, Grizzlies on ABC, the first uh, play-in game, hopefully the only play-in game, as uh, Portland tries to lock up the eighth seed in the Western Conference playoffs and get the Lakers uh, starting on Tuesday. But uh, back to golf and uh, helping us here in our Ask the Pros segment. Uh, Very glad to have joining us uh, from Muscles in Motion down there in Lake Oswego on Boone's Ferry Road, Diana Del Garbino, owner and uh, certified Golf Fitness Instructor through the Titleist Performance Institute. Good morning, Diana. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, you guys. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing great. Uh, those uh, getting out to, to go play a little golf probably won't have any problems getting loose today with the heat. But uh, but I know as, as we're watching guys like Colin Morikawa and some of these young players that are less than six feet and, and 160, 170 pounds, and we see them hitting 300-yard drives and notice how fit that they are and the development of now going from 
just general fitness to specific golf fitness uh, uh, plans. Kind of take us through uh, what specifically golf fitness instruction and programs are designed to do uh, that are specific to that golf swing. Okay, great. Yeah, so we look at the body as the best asset that you're going to have. I mean, you can get the best clubs and you can have the best golf gear, but the number one asset you have is your body. We want to make that as strong and flexible as possible. So we put people through, you know, put a new client through a 22-point assessment to look at every single aspect of their body to see where their strengths are and where they could use a little improvement. And we look at stability, mobility, and then their play and action. And 22 points? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it takes me about an hour and a half to two hours to go through it because I want to look at everything. I want to see how you turn your neck how much flexion and extension you have in your wrist. Can you turn your hips? Can you touch your toes? How strong is your grip? How much body fat do you have? How much muscle tissue do you have? So we're looking at every single aspect. Well, I can tell you, Diana, I might make it through about half of those. I could touch my toes as I'm sitting in a chair. Uh, Otherwise, it's a a bit of a challenge. So when we talk about... um, fitness and you mentioned flexibility uh balance and flexibility are critical in golf um what parts of the body should we be most concerned about maintaining with regard to flexibility the thoracic spine so that's the part from about your uh midsection up to your chin and you want to, you know, right to your collarbone, you want to be able to rotate that and keep really good flexibility and not just rotation but extension. You want to be able to get that as flat as you can or as rounded as you want to to maintain uh, good flexibility in your shoulders and stability in your shoulders as well. So will that when help that, the when that, pl- players with all these back injuries that we see in golf? Yeah, a lot of it is caused because they're they're not flexible enough in their thoracic spine, and then that just sets them up for failure. You'll see a lot of shoulder issues if you're if you're rounded through that area, you can't rotate your shoulder back, so you'll see tears in the shoulder. Then people try to start to rotate through that lumbar spine, that low back, and that's not what's designed to rotate. You're you're designed to rotate through that thoracic area. Diana Del Garbino, our, our guest here, uh, Titleist Performance Institute certified golf trainer with uh, Muscles in Motion down in Lake Oswego. Uh, that Titleist Performance Institute and their program uh, is designed specifically uh, uh, for the players. Uh, maybe take us through a little bit uh, what's all involved in that. Uh, you, you talked about the assessment, but then what is that uh, sort of program going to do for the golfers uh, who, who get involved in it? So what it's going to do for them, it's going to enhance what they already have. So I am not a golf instructor, so I work with some really wonderful pros in the area like Rob Gibbons and Bruce Furman and Scott Erdman and Brent Murray and Paula Ketchum. I work with them to, to handle the golf program, but I work on, on what this person needs to make themselves the best that they can be. So do they need more strength in that lower body so they can actually use the ground to push off of? Do they need more flexibility in their shoulders? Is their golf 
pro trying to get them to do something that they physically cannot do but are going to be capable with some training. And those are the things that we're looking at. And for me, I want to make sure that I keep their shoulders, their back, their knees as safe as possible and as strong as possible for the torque that they're going to put on their body. And I want them playing as long as possible. You and I were chatting a little bit on the phone the other day, and I you, I brought up two issues that you said were pure myths. The first one is at a certain age, I can only main, I only maintain my physical strength. I can't build muscle. And the other was, uh, why should I work out during the season? Uh, most workouts are just off season. Can you address those two myths? Absolutely. So the research shows that you can build muscle up to the day, the day you die. We are designed to, to have and be able to repair and build muscle throughout our lives. It doesn't matter how old you get. What happens is that we start to lose that muscle about 35 years old, and we start making this slow decline. When we hit 50, it starts speeding up. And so most people think, oh, well, I'm just aging, and they don't do anything to maintain that muscle. So you have to be doing a resistance exercise program, some sort of strength training that the equipment is going to be harder and more resistant against your muscles, and you're going to stay strong as you age. That's also going to help your balance. A lot of balance is because people lose muscle in their legs. So, so yeah, what about the myth that we break? Yeah, what about the the second one about myth about just working out in the off season? So a lot of people come to me and they're like, "Well, you know, I just want to work out after I play golf because they they want to um, just work as hard as they can to get their scores down and and which is fine." But I like to work with golfers during the season because it's just going to make that training and get their scores better sooner and then continue through the winter so that we, they don't lose everything over the winter. They're actually gaining over that winter period so that when it comes to next spring, when they start, they're better than they were when they ended. Whereas most people are worse when they end you know, they end in September, October, and then they do nothing, and then they start again, and they're, they're worse off than they were. But during the season, they're going to get and build more endurance. They're going to really see their progress while they're out there. Um, I'm working with a, a young junior right now, and we're building some strength in him, and he just played in a tournament, and he came to me, and he said, I cannot believe how far I was hitting the ball today. He said, I came in second because I kept hitting over everything and my, my club lengths were getting longer and longer. He's like, I can't believe it. So that's why I like it when they're playing on the course and during the season, they can just start to make those adjustments and see what they're capable of. And it's just so much fun to, to watch and hear them just get better and better. Yeah, I like the idea of hitting the ball a little further. Uh, we all do. Now, I've got a uh, a co-host here who's lost 40 pounds, and uh, three of it was his wallet. Uh, he, I'm <laughs> sure he misplaced it somewhere. But uh, So here's a guy who's lost all this weight, and we have, we have players on tour who are building up and bulking up, but uh, quite a few are realizing they need to – get more into shape so they're losing weight so 
how do you work with a player like Jason who's lost weight and now needs to build muscle? So we're going to start slow. You know, the worst thing I think you can do for any training program is start at 100%. You want to build into it so you don't hurt anything and so that it's, it's challenging, but your ability to build that endurance just gets better and better, and you do it at a slow pace, and you don't even realize that the weights are going up. Um, and that's just going to be the safest way to do it. If you just go in 100% and you're doing a two-hour workout, you're going to be so sore you can't walk. You're not going to want to play. You're going to put yourself backwards instead of starting slow, taking small increments and building, and you're just going to see better results that way. Now, Diana, I know you're a golfer, and uh, you like to hit the ball far like everybody else, but I am really was really encouraged when you said you were taking a putting lesson this week. Good for you. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> How can people get in touch with you going forward? Uh, they can find us at mymusclesinmotion.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at mymusclesinmotion, and they can find me on Instagram at Diana Delgar. There you go, Diana Del Garbino with uh, muscles, muscles in Motion down there in Lake Oswego, certified uh, TPI golf fitness instructor. Thanks so much for spending some time with us this morning. Uh, hopefully the putting lesson goes well and uh, you'll be dropping those scores too. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful day and stay cool and hydrated. No question. Uh, we've been uh, saying that all along. Thanks, Diana. <laughs> Thank you. There you go, Diana Del Garbino, uh, Muscles in Motion. They're right down there on uh, Lower Boone's Ferry, just uh, up the road from the uh, Les Schwab uh, store there if you're looking for it uh, uh, before you get to Bridgeport Village as you're heading south. I'm going. I, I'm definitely yeah. going there to uh, visit Diana. Uh, she said she wants to do an assessment of me. I've had an assessment before, but it was a couple of years ago, and I think it's something that you have to be reassessed. Uh, I was on a program. I've kind of fallen off of it a little bit because I've been playing golf. And 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 I told Diana, you know, I get done with eighteen holes. I practice a bit. I don't want to. I don't want to work out. Yeah. And she said that is a problem. If you're losing energy that quickly, we have to look at your diet, your nutrition, how you play the game, how you uh, hydrate yourself on the golf course and the things you said, so the reason you don't have any energy, you lack endurance. And this is an issue she brought up just now, uh, maintaining endurance. And if you've ever been tired at about the 14th hole, you know what lack of endurance is relative to golf. We'll come back, wrap things up with the business of golf. We'll uh, talk a little bit more about what's going on at Bandon, the U.S. Amateur. There was a, a tough, tough ruling uh, using one of the local caddies for one of the guys in the round of 16. So we'll get into a little bit of rules. It was a big topic earlier on the week uh, on the fan. I have a Good feeling uh, where Harold comes down on this, but uh, brings up some questions as well as just how good Bandon looks on TV and the opportunity to have more big-time events there, what it's going to take. Uh, we'll wrap things up. Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan.
Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 847 here this morning. It's been fast and furious. Thanks again to uh, Diana Del Garbino. Muscles in motion and uh, definitely, uh, you know, golf-specific fitness is uh, more and more. We're seeing it. I don't know if you, uh, the morning, uh, the morning read mm-hmm. uh, is a newsletter. They've got, uh, they're very much uh, got some different program stuff you can do, whether you're doing it from home with resistance band training or whatever the case. Flexibility is a big part of it. That's the part I probably need to spend a little bit more time on. Uh, especially as you get older. So, um, but yeah, definitely go online, check check out their uh, website, give her a call, get that assessment. But if you're serious about it, uh, getting your body in shape, especially as you get older, uh, it's going to give you everything that you can out of your swing. Well, what we're seeing is that uh, the tour players set the example and they're all hitting the ball a lot further and they're stronger and they're athletic. They're athletes uh, out there playing golf and every day, Joe and, and Jan, they want to play better and hit the ball further. And they're buying equipment to do it. Fine. Go, go buy new equipment every equipment couple of years. Equipment only gets you so far. Yeah, find a golf ball that goes further. That's fine. Uh, but as uh, Diana said, it comes down to what your body can and can't do. Uh, I know that as, a, as an instructor, there were times when I was asking my students to do things they physically couldn't do yeah. uh, about 10 years ago i got involved with more of the fitness side of it and was more sensitive to to their bodies i uh, and sent my students to physical trainers to pi people to uh, help them with their flexibility and their strength training um it's if your expectations are up there and you want to improve your scores and hit the ball further you're going to have to put in a, a become more committed and dedicated to making your body stronger. It'll be better for health overall anyway, but uh, it'll make you feel better about your golf. No question. I want to go down to Bandon. Sure. Uh, We're working, hopefully next week, we were trying to reach out to the golf channel and I finally did hear back a little late there. They were sorry, but maybe we can get somebody next week because I think what's going on down there with the U.S. Amateur uh, semifinals coming up this afternoon. Tyler Strafacci will take on Amon Gupta. Uh, Matthew Sharpstein will take on Charles Ali Osborne. Uh, all young 20s collegiate golfers uh, among the top collegiate uh, golfers in the country they'll start at three o'clock coverage on golf channel begins at four o'clock this afternoon they're playing band and dunes in the semifinals tomorrow uh the uh championship and third place match 36 holes for the championship match but the course is absolutely unbelievable on television uh for those that have had the opportunity to get down there and see it in person it's hard to describe but words don't really do it justice till you get out there and have the experience. But it's something, uh, boy, you just wish there was some infrastructure around it to be able to host even bigger events 
where there's usually crowds. Obviously, the U.S. Amateur, there might be a little bit of a gallery, but you're not overwhelming. Even a Ryder Cup, you've got to have the ability to get 10,000, 15,000 people to stay there. You might have people, you know, coming locally from wherever, but, you know, a regular uh, PGA Tour event, you're going to have 100,000 people going in and out of the gates over the four days. There's nothing on the coast, and you wonder if there's an opportunity to invest or, you know, to put up some big resorts or hotels or something. I don't know what the what it will take, but, I, man, you'd just yeah. love to – I'd love to see a Ryder Cup there. I think you, it would be unbelievable. Oh, I would agree. I think a Ryder Cup would be a natural for their um, – kind of like a Whistling Straits kind of environment. Uh, and yet Whistling Straits doesn't have an infrastructure much around it either. They can pull it off. It's going to take some uh, big bucks and a real commitment uh, by probably by the Band of Dunes people uh, because the town uh, really can't afford to and to build anything. Yeah, between North Bend, Coos Bay, and Bandon, which are the two communities that yeah. bracket Bandon Dunes along the coast, it, it, I mean, it's a total population in that area, probably not above 50,000 people. Exactly, and their their economies have been up and down. Yeah, they're old, they're old coastal mill and fishing towns, right. so there's, there's no current economy. Uh, I don't know what would have to go in there. Obviously, Bandon Dunes, the resort, the facilities, uh, the amenities that they have if you go and stay are top-notch. Yeah. Uh, but unlike Sun River or Black Butte, there's nothing else going. You're going there to play golf. Uh, there's not other sort of recreational activities. There's not... Well, that was the original intention. Yeah. This is golf for golf's sake. It's not, it's not a resort. And... I like resorts. I mean, oh yeah, uh, we're going to Running Y here this week. Yeah, I'm leaving right after the show. As a matter of fact, I kind of checked out about a half hour ago. You I got just, through Diana. We're good. Okay, but uh, I love resorts, and they're great for the everyday golfer. Um, but Bandon was never built, and all those golf courses to uh, host majors. It was never built as a resort. It was built as a golf purely golf destination and if you are into golf and great golf courses you can't beat it it's no. and and it's a lot cheaper than going to ireland or scotland uh because we have it right here on the oregon coast no question uh and speaking of that but i think it's exciting from the standpoint of you know places like augusta uh other you know the private country clubs memorial up at Jack's place that aren't necessarily accessible to the public. That was the great thing about TPC Harding Park. Yeah. On these public courses, uh, Torrey Pines to a certain extent, uh, but to go play on the grounds where you see, you know, the same course, obviously, you know, you may not be teeing off from the tips, but. Well, there, there, I was reading an article this week about how soon will we be getting back to a Muni golf course? Not very soon. No. It'll be about 10 years uh, before we get back to playing a major at a Muni golf course. So uh, you can check all the, the details on that. But they, they were concerned about the fact that, and we all are, that golf is just purely a country club sport. And and we want to avoid that. So you should know that that 80% 
of all golf is played by on public golf course right. uh, by non-country club members. Uh, and so the, the real uh, heartbeat of golf is in the Muni or the public golf course or the resort. Um, and it's important for us to bring those majors to those environments. Uh, are we going to see anything back at Chambers Bay? You know, here's another public golf course, a Muni, a county-owned I golf course. I think so. That's possible. Uh, the USGA has been very good about spreading out uh, its championships at Muni. So has the PGA. Uh, well, Beth Page, Beth Page Black is public right. course. Exactly. Um, Tory Pines is. Right. Pebble so Beach, Pebble Beach technically ones. is, but you got to work to try and get around there. Well, $300. For well, but That's getting a, a tee time is yeah. also, <laughs> you got to be patient. Right. So, but yeah, I think it's important uh, that you can go and then play these. I, I, there's something about that that makes golf unique from, you know, the other the other major sports where you can go and play on the course where Tiger or Phil or Jack or Arnie won at the highest level. Yeah, I never knew this, but there was a golf course in Buffalo, New York that uh, uh, Grover Cre- Cleveland golf course that I played as a kid. And it was really just not a very good golf course. And yet they hosted a U.S. Open or, one, or, or a PGA, one of the two, way back when in the 20s and 30s, which I find amazing. So I think back of that experience on those golf courses. It's very special to have those. You were talking earlier about golf courses and their design relative to uh, I think we, relative to scoring, and I think you need a real mixture of the Muni, uh, long or short, the resort, long or short, uh, big roughs, small roughs, low scores, high scores. I think you need a mixture on tour. Otherwise, it becomes quite boring to watch. No question. No question. And that- don't touch the sand. Yeah, don't touch the stand. I feel horrible for those two guys, the caddy and uh, the player. Maybe we'll talk more about that next week. If Yeah, we didn't get to it. We didn't get yeah. to it. Um, if the rules need to have more flexibility in their enforcement, you might disagree with me there. Uh, but we'll we'll get that. Also more on golf architecture. I got to hunt down some some guests in that regard. I think that's fascinating for the future of the game. Thanks again to Diana Del Garbino for joining us from Muscles in Emotion. That'll do it for us. Center and Saint is up next. Thanks as always uh, to Will for Harold. I'm Jason. Hit him straight. The little bit of moisture I'm guessing that we got. How to make a golf course harder. One way is to add length. To uh, try and overcome. Features uh, in Europe. Uh. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.